2: It's already the third and final hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. It's good to be with you. News Talk 710 KNUS. Never fear, not only will will I be back here with more engaging Intelligent Talk saying style from 6 to 9 next Saturday morning, but I will also be filling in for George Brockler both Thursday and Friday mornings of this upcoming week from 6 until 10, so be sure to tune in then. My thanks one more time to the school board candidates who joined us on the program, Amira Hildebrand and Thomas Wiki from School. Jason Page from Douglas County, and just in the last segment, last hour as well, Scott Graves and Steve McKenna, who are running in the Cherry Creek School District, and I neglected to mention that in their races... It's district-wide for votes. It's not just if you live in the area of their district that they represent. So if you are in Cherry Creek schools, no matter where you live, you have the opportunity to vote for both Scott Graves and Steve McKenna. But we are shifting gears now back to the topic of Israel at this time last week We were talking about the breaking news of the invasion of Israel by Hamas, which included by paragliders flying in and going, for example, to a music festival where 260 civilians were brutally slaughtered and a number of others were captured, including a 25-year-old woman who was separated from her boyfriend and a... A German-Israeli citizen who was kidnapped as well and seen on video. It was just brutal. And it has been a brutal week. Some 1,200 Israeli civilians have been killed. I've been seeing all the news about families of little, little kids, like a family of six, kidnapped and being held hostage by Hamas. And yet you have the likes of Tim Hernandez, state representative as we were talking at the top of the show who refused to condemn Hamas. And not only refused to condemn Hamas but was equivocating and was talking about how oh we need to have a more nuanced discussion you can't just label them terrorists. That was on a private chat thread with other House Democrats. And then you have him to uh, yesterday going, condemn Hamas and apologize. I condemn Hamas
3: and their attack on innocent civilians that was targeted towards Israelis, but has resulted in the, in the deaths and murder of, of Israeli folks, Palestinian folks, Arabs, Americans, and, and so many others. People who are harmed and suffering deserve our respect. And, and I have to apologize for the way that I caused harm in community by not making that explicitly clear. I got here because of my choices, my online decisions, and and because I wasn't engaged with impacted community members. I liked tweets that were harmful, and my lack of condemnation when I was asked a question at a rally during a tense exchange left people with a lot of painful questions.
2: Not making it explicitly clear? A lot of painful questions? I didn't have any questions in my mind. It was pretty damn clear where you were coming from, Tim Hernandez. Especially when, as I reported, I don't think it was shared elsewhere. You wrote There is no excusing violence for anybody. This was last weekend. But as people who represent all people in Colorado, including Palestinians, interrogating this issue with a full set of information is imperative before we moralize who is on a side of an issue by labeling some as terrorists. This doesn't sound like a guy who just didn't explicitly condemn Violence by Hamas. By the way, he refuses to disavow political violence at home as well. I'm
3: not here to police protest. You know, I think that folks who who choose to relegate towards violence uh, is a personal political decision for themselves.
2: And by the way, this perspective that Hernandez brings that is not only anti-Israeli and pro-Hamas, least sympathetic to Hamas. It's also others who are in the Democratic Socialists of America. What are the implications of this rise in anti-Semitism and anti-Israeli sentiment? And be clear, this is rooted in anti-Semitism. And how does that tie in with the broader issues that we are seeing at play? In addition, remember last Saturday we were talking on this program about how Saudi Arabia had announced that they were seeking a peace deal with Israel, working with the United States, and a big part of this was a national security compact between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia as a part of this and I said this timing is not coincidental well as we will talk about as well with our next and final guest on the program Keith Nobles longtime military intelligence contractor this has resulted in a shift in Saudi policy we are joined now by Keith Nobles good morning my friend welcome back Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I am doing just fine. I appreciate you joining us. Let me just start with Tim Hernandez. You and I have been going back and forth on this. I know you've read my columns on it and seen the social media posts and so forth. Uh, What do you make of that, and especially in the context of the bigger picture?
1: Uh, Well, Mr. Hernandez has previously said things to effect that he supports uh, violent change in the United States. And this goes along with that. Uh, And we just all saw what violent change that coincides with the ideology of Tim Hernandez actually looks like in Israel. Yes. I I mean, we need to understand this. When these people talk about things like we need to decolonize, you just saw Hamas try and decolonize those innocent civilians. As just to be abundantly clear, when people like Tim Hernandez talk about things like that, this is exactly what he's talking about. What he has advocated for is what we have seen Hamas do.
2: We have seen a slew of innocents, countless innocents, including Americans, being held hostage in Gaza in uh, by Hamas. And just to show how... In an at-home kind of situation, this can really hit home. There was a video posted in London of a couple of Muslim women who were tearing down missing posters about civilians who were missing in who had been kidnapped. And here's just a little snippet, some video from that of one woman confronting those women in London. Why don't
0: you do something for Palestine? Why do you do... This is for Palestine. They're not mutually the exclusive. It's so, telegrams.
3: It's children. It's innocent people. Okay, what about the children in Palestine? That,
2: that's not, it, it doesn't make it... doesn't uh, oh, right. make Hard to hear there, but literally, they're saying, oh, well, what about justice for Palestine? Okay, you can believe and be concerned about uh, the Palestinians and so forth, but let's be clear about something, Keith Nobles. There is nothing anti-Palestinian about putting up posters for missing Israelis or missing British citizens who have been kidnapped.
1: No, exactly, Jimmy.
2: I mean, we, we need to understand and
1: recognize this to go back to Mr. Hernandez for what it is. In Sydney, Australia, a pro Hamas demonstration chanted gas, the Jews in London, a pro Hamas demonstration, uh, chanted that they were coming for the Jews in Britain. Uh, People use this euphemism of anti-Zionist because it's too vile to call yourself anti-Semite. But it is pure, unadulterated anti-Semitism. When people say they're anti-Zionist, what they mean is they want to remove Jews from Israel. And we all know what that means. That means what we just saw over the last week by Hamas. That is how they intend to remove Jews from Israel. It is the the vilest form of anti-Semitism.
2: Well, and it is not just uh, the likes of Tim Hernandez or a couple of Muslim women tearing down posters in London. It is much wider, and we are seeing this around the globe. And here in Colorado, among Democratic Socialists of America, writ large, Tim Hernandez is one of them. Juan Marcano, running for mayor against Mike Kaufman in the city of Aurora, is also uh, a member of DSA. But Denver's DSA chapter Tweeted out in 2021, quote, long live free Palestine, free from every occupier. They have also tweeted the line from the river to the sea, which implies that Israel be wiped off the map and replaced by a Palestinian state. And the list goes on for what their official organization has said. But then you look at other members, including fellow travelers in the state house, like Representative Elizabeth Epps, who's a DSA member who's repeated many anti-Semitic tropes and has said in part, quote, "...the phrase Palestinian-Israeli conflict equals misnomer slash lie," colonialization, apartheid, genocide, and nationalism are not conflict. She tweeted that in 2014 and has also tweeted from the river to the sea. Real quick before we get to the bigger picture issues going on, what do you see is happening here, especially as Colorado Democrats refuse to condemn DSA, to disavow DSA, even as members of Congress are renouncing their membership as one Michigan U.S. representative did in DSA. Where are Colorado Democrats? You know, exactly. Where are they? Uh, I mean, you and I know. <clears throat>
1: Progressivism has its philosophical and ideological roots. It shares with communism, Nazism, fascism. I mean, these people all come from the same philosophical place, and they all end up in the same philosophical spot. And we see that here. With, with As I said, I mean, these people want to clothe the most vile anti-Semitism by saying we're not anti-Semitic, we're anti-Zionist. But anti-Zionist means you are going to mm. use violence to remove Jews from Israel. That's what that means. No one should have any illusions about what these people mean when they say they're anti-Zionist.
2: We're joined by Keith Nobles, longtime former military intelligence contractor, and I want to get to the military situation and intelligence failures as well. And let's actually start with intelligence failures as a former military intel guy. How did Israel miss this? How did the U.S.? Uh, intelligence missed this as well. What went on here? Because this was a, a plan that had been in the works for two years, backed by Iran, as we know, financially and otherwise, and yes. was very sophisticated operation. What went wrong here, Keith? Um, specifically
1: what went wrong, we don't know. But, but here's what people should know. You can't know what you don't know. Uh, if someone is going to plot a significant attack on another country or another entity. Part of the planning of that is how to evade the intelligence abilities of of those you plan to attack. And most of the time, intelligence agencies are, are able to detect that and figure that out, and sometimes they are not. And when they are not able to figure that out, we have names for that. And those names are things like Pearl Harbor and 9 11 but the bottom line is, you can't know what you don't know. So Hamas obviously figured out a way to do this outside the realm of what Israel could detect. Um, They—it's almost certain they had help with that. Uh, help with uh, from Iran. It is quite plausible they had help from Russia. Russia has the means to collect certain types of technical intelligence that Hamas certainly does not. Iran probably does not. So, uh, considering the relationship between Iran and Russia, that Iran has been providing weapons to Russia to use in Ukraine, it is not implausible that part of that payment was Russian sharing intelligence on Israel.
2: Mm. Uh, That would make sense, uh, Keith. And when we look at the implications here of the intel failure how is that impacting israel's ability to respond if at all and what do you make of now 1.1 A million civilians have been urged by Israel to evacuate northern Gaza with 24 hours notice. Of course, there is criticism that is coming, saying that's not enough time. You're talking 1.1 million people. How could you do this? Israel is going to be going overboard in its response. It's already starting to do that. What say you, Keith? That's 24 hours more than Hamas gave the Israeli
1: civilians they slaughtered, raped, and abducted. Yes, it is. And so here's here's part of uh, the hypocrisy here, by those who would defend organizations such as Hamas. They demand that Israel play by a certain set of rules, but they will not demand Hamas play by similar rules. And the the, the sheer hypocrisy of it is just exposed in that the people who will not condemn. Hamas, in fact, who are chanting, gas the Jews, will then complain that Israel only gave civilians 24 hours notice to evacuate, but will never condemn Hamas for, for giving zero notice, no notice. So, I mean, it's actually quite the devil of Israel to, to give people notice. And let's be clear, it's Hamas that is preventing civilians from evacuating Gaza. It is not mm. Israel permitting that. It is Hamas. And, right. and the reason is really simple. And we see this in, to go back to Tim Hernandez and that ilk, that mindset. Hamas traffics in human death and misery, civilian death and misery. That is the political capital Hamas ca- tra- traffics in. Hamas will take every, every civilian who was inadvertently killed by Israel. And they will make a big deal out of that. Completely ignoring that they just slaughtered, abducted, raped <sighs> nearly two thousand Israeli civilians. Uh, they beheaded babies. Yeah. I, I mean 40 if you can't babies. Bring yourself, Yeah, if you can't bring yourself to condemn that if you criticize Israel because they didn't give enough notice
2: Well, real quick, though, Keith, there is an attempt to make this point to say, well, Hamas did the attacks, not the Palestinians. So you should look at it differently. How are they approaching that aspect of it to try and because Israel does do what they can to separate Hamas from the Palestinians. But it can be hard to do that distinction, especially when Hamas is so willing to put their own innocent civilians and family members at risk. Yeah,
1: Israel goes to extraordinary lengths Not to kill civilians Hamas goes to extraordinary lengths To make sure Israel kills civilians Hamas places Military infrastructure In hospitals, schools, and mosques Hamas uses civilians As human shields right. l- Literally as human shields So Hamas is interested In seeing there are as many dead Palestinian civilians as possible Israel is interested in making sure There are as few dead Palestinian civilians as possible, and, and there's just rarely have we seen a, a moment as we've seen over the last oh, more than a week now mm-hmm. uh, of moral clarity here. And if you if you can't figure that out, people need to check their humanity, mm-hmm. because we we have a lot of people defending the indefensible. Not just the United
2: States, but around the world. Yeah. Keith Nobles, uh, a final thing I wanted to talk with you about. So last Saturday, we talked on this program about how it was no coincidence that the day after Saudi Arabia said they were attempting to reach a uh, willing to reach a peace deal with Israel. Talking with the United States about that, particularly involving a possible U.S.-Saudi Arabian defense pact and what have you. Then the next day, you have this attack, and uh, of course, there were also Jewish holidays going on, so there were coincidence of factors, a coalescence of factors, and of course, we had this being planned for two years, but I... I really felt that there was a connection here between that announcement from Saudi Arabia and then this attack within 24 hours. And then you were also posting online about your expectations that this deal could fall through, at least in the short run. And now we know here's a headline from Reuters. Uh, Saudi Arabia puts Israel deal on ice amid war engages with Iran. Sources say multiple outlets put this out there. And not only that, the crown prince, received a phone call from the president of Iran, Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince, and the uh, president of Iran, Ibrahim Raisi, and they discussed the ongoing military escalation and basically said he was putting it on ice. Final thing, Keith Nobles, what's going on here?
1: Well, I have zero doubt. From the Iranian point of view, the timing of this attack was intended to torpedo the peace talks between Saudi Arabia and Israel, and it succeeded in doing that. Iran probably achieved their objective as soon as that wall was breached, and Hamas came through the wall. Um, And people, back to what we were just talking about previously, Jimmy, people need to understand, I talked about a moment of moral clarity, that everything we've seen here the last, well, a little more than a week now, is... The ultimate goal was for Iran to prevent peace in the Middle East. People need to really grasp that, that this is the dynamic that we're facing here. It's not just as horrible as it is, the slaughter, rape, and abduction of Israeli civilians, but it was the purpose behind that, which is to make sure there is not peace in the Middle East, which is what Iran is trying to prevent happening. People really need to, to understand that's that's right. what Iran is. And that it's not just Hamas or even just Hezbollah, but all throughout the Middle East and even East Africa. Right. Anywhere yeah. you see people fighting, hating, Iran is organizing, funding, training, and arming that fighting and that hating. Mm. That everywhere you see these problems in the Middle East – Iran is organizing, funding, arming, and training this. That Iran is the core problem here. And the United States and Israel is going to have to figure out a way beyond sanctions and short of outright overt war for Iran to have some skin in the game. Because Iran is killing a lot of innocent people without having to pay any real price themselves. And that's... Ultimately, from a foreign policy intelligence defense point of view, what has to change?
2: Uh, 15. That's have some skin to the game. Yeah, uh, well said. 15 seconds. Um, basically, the crux of why Saudi Arabia would change or put this on ice as a result of Iran. Is it that they've essentially been put on the spot amongst the entire Muslim world, both Sunnis and Shias? And, uh, and, and there's a hesitancy there?
1: Oh, exactly what it is. It just becomes politically unviable for the Saudis. To make peace with Israel while, while Israel is, uh, well, to the point, while Hamas is making sure Israel kills innocent Palestinian civilians. Yeah.
2: Keith Nobles, longtime military intelligence contractor. Always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Oh, Thank you for having me, Jimmy. Thank you so
2: much. You bet. Thank you. Once again, Keith Nobles. Long-time military intelligence contractor, particularly during the last decade of the Cold War, joining us on the program. We uh, are overdue for a break. 303-696-1971, our telephone number, if you want to chime in some thoughts. And we'll get to your texts on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. Name in town, name in town, if you wish to text in, please. Keep it right here. Jimmy Sangenberger show, News Talk, 710 KNUS. It's a pity... Tommy Castro didn't play this tune. One of my absolute favorites of his, Lose Lose. He did do a nice slow blues tune called Blues Prisoner, though. This was at Ophelia's Electric Soapbox last night. I had the opportunity to sit in with the blues man himself and the Painkillers, his band, and the wonderfully talented Deanna Bogart on the keys and sax and singing. Just a great show. I played a little harmonica up there on stage and... Met a few KNUS listeners, Norm and Greg and Lynn, and always love going to a show, meeting some of you. I loved when Norm came up, shook my hand, and all he said was, "All ease <laughs> And of course, I said all the time, you got to love it as we continue on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, Best Damn Bumper Music, Known to Man, 303-696-1971, our telephone number if you want to join into the festivities as we talk about Israel, Hamas, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Tim Hernandez, Democratic Socialists, and all those related issues, the rise of anti-Semitism. Listener texts that have been coming in via the 710K and U.S. app on your smartphone. Name in town, name in town. If you wish to, text in, please. It's shameful that the media is all in for the Hamas-led Palestinians days after the massacre. You know, how the media approaches this is a very curious thing uh, and just so frustrating is so much, especially with the equivocation all too often. And really, in this case too, defending defending the likes of Tim Hernandez now. I mean, last night when he came out with his after he came out with his so-called condemnation of Hamas and apology, the Democratic Socialist of America state representative was given credit in the meeting, like Marshall Zellinger from Nine News was saying, oh, he gave this apology, and it was so wonderful, basically that kind of sentiment. And I was just like, this is absurd. And it was no, no apology in any real sense, and far from a strong condemnation. And referring to Keith Noble's uh, listener text coming in, the gentleman you have on now is absolutely right. Uh, It's something, it's uh, not just fascism, it's fascism and it's just the uh, killing off of every nation they can and attacking the Jews is an excuse for these monsters, the Hamas killers. Uh, Another text that the listener sent in uh, about the Hamas taking, uh, yeah, the 40 infants and babies with their heads cut off. Yeah, absolutely devastating. Uh, Just utterly inhumane. And inexcusable. Uh, Jimmy, these leftist socialists, whatever they are, like this Hernandez fellow, will lie through their teeth just to keep st- or stay in office if they're seeking office. And just like your speaker now, Keith Nobles, when they say they are just anti-Zionist, they use words like that to obfuscate what they meaning. Yes, that's true. Uh, Another listener text, lefty talk shows were blaming Trump, claiming he leaked info on the Iron Dome last week. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I find uh, that a difficult thing to believe, and I haven't seen much reportage about it, though. Um, I do want to say that his comments about Hezbollah, Hezbollah and calling Hezbollah very smart. What the hell, dude? Like, seriously, I am sick and tired of him staying stupid things, saying stupid things like that. I mean, why? Unacceptable. Lefty Tony from Denver, the Israeli response to Hamas bears very real consequences for Israel. Mass Palestinian civilian casualties are going to hurt Israel in the long run, the onlooking world already was starting to voice concern over how Israel treated Gaza and a military action that kills civilians is a black eye in world opinion of Israel. It also is a huge recruiting tool for, tool for evil terrorists. Could it be that Netanyahu's hard line, no compromise line hasn't and will not work? Uh, I don't know about the bigger picture there with regards to Netanyahu's approach. Certainly this was being planned for two years. Actually, though... Here's one of the important things, if I could find the page here as reported by the Wall Street Journal where Hamas revealed one of the ways that they have done this, especially in the lead-up to it all. The name of the guy is Ali Baraka, and he said, quote, In the past couple of years, Hamas has adopted a rational approach. It did not go into any war and did not join the Islamic Jihad in its recent battle. This was in an interview with Russia Today. He's one of the leaders of Hamas. We made them think that Hamas was busy with governing Gaza and that it wanted to focus on the 2.5 million Palestinians there and has abandoned the resistance altogether. All the while, under the table, Hamas was preparing for this big attack. Let's be clear, you raise a valuable point for consideration, Tony. I will I will agree with you in that regard. But no matter what Israel does, they are going to get lambasted. They are going to get impugned. They're, they're, they're in between a rock and a hard place. But they need to fight back. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And Hamas needs to let the civilians that want to escape the 1.1 million leave rather than using them as human shields as Keith Noble's former military intelligence contractor was breaking down in the last segment. When you have a Hamas leader literally saying, well, we were just trying to show that we were governing Hamas and we're approaching things in a nonviolent way and we're focusing on the millions of Palestinians there, we've abandoned the resistance, we're just doing this all in a way. That is showing humanitarian. While, quote, all the while under the table, Hamas was preparing for this big attack. That was a senior Hamas official in media admitting how they were approaching things. So, yeah, this is going to happen no matter what Israel does. Alexa in Littleton uh, texting in. Great interviews. I appreciate that. Looking forward to you filling in. Thursday and Friday next week. Yes, we'll be doing so for George Brockler from 6 until 10. And I'm sure the war will be continuing, and we will talk about the current state of affairs at that point in time. And we'll see what happens with the Democrats as well and what they deal with with regards to do with regards to Hernandez and his Democrat socialist ilk. I mean, again, DSA has been carrying water for the likes of Hamas for years. They are extremists on a variety of issues, including their anti-Semitic viewpoints. And the Democrats in this state have refused to hold them accountable, refused to criticize them, refused to disavow DSA because they need DSA. They need their members to fall in line and Follow the agenda in the legislature and not stonewall and get in the way. And so you're not going to see anything more, maybe a little bit more criticism of Hernandez, but probably not now after he did his condemnation of Hamas and his faux apology. But here's the thing. Progressive Michigan Representative Shri Thanatur Renounced his DSA membership this week, citing their, quote, unwillingness to call out terrorism in all its forms and their support for, quote, the hate-filled and anti-Semitic rally that was held in New York City and promoted by New York City's DSA chapter. And he decried the, quote, moral equivocation in the face of unadulterated evil, as we have seen from Hamas, the kind of moral equiv- equivocation that we heard from
3: Hernandez in his so-called apology. Being in community this week where I met folks who have family that's in Israel that have been killed point blank and, and meeting folks who have family in Gaza who, who are awaiting more violence and death and famine as they wait the the, the impending Israeli response. I think it's very clear that that Jews, Palestinians and Arabs in Palestine and Israel are continuing to suffer.
2: Uh, yeah, not a very good look for Hernandez supposedly apologizing. Just the nonsense that we are hearing from the DSA ilk and it will continue ad nauseum, no matter what Israel does, no matter what happens in this situation right now, the war that we are seeing overseas at this point. A good friend of mine, Joshua Sharf, who's a Jewish Denver resident, said from my column yesterday in the Denver Gazette, Democratic Socialists, anti-Israel, anti-Semitic, he told me, quote, none of these seats is at risk for the Democrats. They can afford to take decisive action without endangering their majority." Compared with the White House statement about the squad, the Democrats' comments about their Hamas supporting office holders here in Colorado have been tepid. And by the way, that's true. And let's go to Rashida Tlaib before we wrap up here, who would not condemn uh, Hamas. Terrorists have um, cut off
3: babies' heads and burned children alive. Do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality?
2: Just
3: go through here. You can't comment about Hamas terrorists chopping off babies' heads?
2: Just no answer whatsoever. It is astonishing seeing how these de- DSAs, all of them, Democratic Socialists of America, uh, and how they are approaching this. And for them, it is deep-seated anti-Semitism fundamentally. That is what it is for these people. Uh, and then unrelated here as we go to our break... Nice to see sort of a countdown here from Alex and Littleton. Just over three weeks until we say bye-bye to Tay-Tay on the DPS board. I'm wondering what he will pull to get attention as he runs for the state house seat. Yeah, good question. We'll see what ends up happening. I will say, though, that he is another member of DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, and it fits, doesn't it? That he would be a part of DSA and another one of the Hernandez type ilk. And he's running for the state house to amplify the DSA wing, the squad, if you will, wing of the Colorado house of representatives. And oh, by the way. That whole exhibit he had a an exhibit at the Blair Caldwell Library that was supposed to happen to honor Tay hey, Anderson. They've put it on hold while he's a candidate for office. Which probably means it's never going to happen. But uh, yeah, we'll see. But he did set up a reception and promote it, and they weren't too happy about their logo for Denver Public Libraries being used. Uh, But it was used, and they looked in after that for his campaigning and said, nope, we got to put it on hold, this according directly to the libraries that I reached out to last week. All right, we are low on time here, got to run to a break. On the other side, we'll check in with Peter Boyles, who's up from 9 to noon as the live and local conversation continues on a Saturday morning on Denver's Local Talk Leader News Talk 710 KNUS. Ah, yes. Gotta love little Robert Cray rounding us out with the best damn bumper music known to man. Ten years running the Jimmy Sangenberger show. 710 KNUS. And yes, as Israel mounts their counter assault on Hamas, the forecast does indeed call. For more pain this coming Thursday and Friday, I will be filling in for George Brockler from six until 10. Be sure to tune in both of those days. We will catch up on what's happening with the war between Israel and Hamas and, of course, so much more. And then you've got the Jimmy Sangenberger show next Saturday morning from six until nine. I've been wanting to read a quote here. From a speech given, I had the opportunity to attend the Taiwanese National Day celebration on Thursday. A little different from the big one that I experienced last year when I was in Taiwan and met the president of the, uh, the country and also... Had uh, the opportunity to see incredible fireworks, but it was a great time. Uh, Governor Polis even stopped by to offer a proclamation for Taiwan Friendship Day. This was Thursday night, and the director general, a friend of the show, Bill Huang, director general of the Taipei Economic and Cultural Office, which represents the Taiwanese government here, said in part in his remarks the following I found very important. Quote As we mourn the tragic loss of lives at the recent terrorist attacks on Israel and the protracted war in Ukraine, we are reminded that we shall not let down guards when it comes to the protection and preservation of the liberal democratic world order. At this Munich moment, free and democratic countries have been alerted to the encroachment or outright expansion of autocracies with Taiwan at the forefront. History has time and again taught us. That in the face of aggressive autocracies, appeasement, nonchalance, and callousness can only lead to disaster and further bellicosity. Strong words from Director General Bill Huang. Real quick, one final thing, and then we'll find out what's going on with Peter's show this morning. The eclipse. We are like 20 minutes away from the solar eclipse. If you have the proper eye protection, enjoy it. It's going to be pretty cool. If not, don't look up just don't look up because they say even if you have sunglasses on, it will harm your eyes. But there is a solar eclipse set for about 913 this morning. We've got about a minute here for Peter Boyles before he gets going with his show. Good morning, Pete. Good morning to you.
4: Um, I think you can still look at it, can't you?
2: Yes. Well, you can, but you'll hurt yourself if you do. Um,
4: It's going to be a three-hour show. I think we're going to do a series of history lessons. And I've listened to talk radio this week. I've watched the news channels this week. I've watched politicians this week. And we talked about Lao Tzu. You talked about von Clausewitz. They all talk at uh, great length about know your enemy, because you, you have to know who these people are and why they are. And do they have a legitimate complaint? Uh, you know, what do they do? What is this about? And now it begins in Gaza on the other side. And I, I'm so sad because this is just a repetition. There are brilliant historians who say they have these statements, mottos, if you would, where in the world today there are places where there is no tomorrow. It is simply yesterday repeating itself, mm-hmm. and that one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, and all these things that we're, we're we as a country. And so what is this about? How long back does it go? Mm. And by the way, as an aside, I had people booked that canceled. Had them booked and they canceled because they, they don't
2: want to talk about it. Peter Bros, happy birthday too, brother. I know it's coming up on Tuesday. Right, that's it. All right. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you Thursday, Friday, and Saturday starting at 6 a.m. next week. God bless America